Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the OrthoBullets podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of piriformis muscle syndrome found under the knee and sports section at orthobullets.com. Let's begin with a quick summary. Piriformis syndrome is a condition characterized by sciatic symptoms such as leg pain due to extra pelvic sciatic nerve compression at the hip. Diagnosis is made clinically with pain in the posterior gluteal region and migrating down the back of the leg, which is made worse with flexion, adduction, and internal rotation of the hip. Treatment is rest, NSAIDs, and physical therapy focused on stretching the piriformis muscle and short external rotators. Now let's get into the episode. In terms of the pathoanatomy, remember that sciatic nerve entrapment occurs anterior to the piriformis muscle or posterior to the obturator internus or gemelli complex, and it occurs at the level of the ischial tuberosity. Anatomic anomalies may contribute to compression, which may include a bipartite piriformis, variations of the sciatic nerve path, tumors, and an aneurysm of the inferior gluteal artery. Conditions that are associated include femoral acetabular impingement. This is because decreased internal rotation may contribute to contractures of the short external rotators and compression on the sciatic nerve. Now let's quickly review some anatomy. Remember that the sciatic nerve exits inferior to the piriformis and superior to the superior gemellus and external rotators of the thigh from superior to inferior include the piriformis, superior gemellus, obturator internus, inferior gemellus, obturator externus, and the quadratus femoris. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms will include pain in the posterior gluteal region, which migrates down the back of the leg, and pain may be burning or aching in nature, similar to sciatica symptoms. On exam, one can perform a fair test. This is flexion, adduction, and internal rotation of the hip, which can reproduce symptoms. This is because the maneuver places the piriformis muscle on tension. In terms of imaging, radiographs are typically unremarkable, and an MRI is also typically unremarkable, but a lumbar MRI is helpful to rule out the spine as a cause of compression of the sciatic nerve. Electrodiagnostic studies can help to document functional impairment of the sciatic nerve. And with regards to treatment, non-operative options include rest, NSAIDs, muscle relaxants, physical therapy, and steroid injections. This is indicated as first line of treatment. The specific technique should focus on stretching the piriformis muscle and short external rotators, and a corticosteroid injection should be directed near the piriformis muscle. Operative options include piriformis muscle release and external sciatic neurolysis. This is only indicated in refractory cases after failed conservative measures. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to piriformis muscle syndrome, Let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. Which of the following is the most common anatomical pattern of the sciatic nerve as it exits the pelvis? And the answer choices are, choice one, as a single nerve anterior to the piriformis muscle. Choice two, as a single nerve posterior to the piriformis muscle. Choice three, as two branches, both anterior to the piriformis muscle. Choice four, as two branches, one anterior to the piriformis and one through the piriformis muscle. Or choice five, as two branches, both posterior to the piriformis muscle. The best answer to this question is, choice one, as a single nerve anterior to the piriformis muscle. The most common anatomical pattern is a single sciatic nerve which passes anterior to the piriformis muscle However, it is important to note that there are other common anatomical variants. The publication by Picorni et al. in a study of 91 cadavers found atypical anatomy of the sciatic nerve in almost 21% of cases. 
the normal anatomy seen in 79% is a single sciatic nerve exiting underneath or passing anterior to the piriformis. The most common variant seen in 14% of cases is the sciatic nerve splitting proximal to the piriformis with one branch passing anterior to and one branch passing through the piriformis. That's all for this review about piriformis muscle syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session from OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on orthobullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the OrthoBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the OrthoBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.